one man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi everyone and uh, welcome on to uh, this podcast. Now, before we get going, um, let me just say that we have been a bit remiss in getting some new podcasts out of late. Um, but now we are back and we are, well, we're here live with Rob Goodman. Hello. Hi, Rob. How Hi. the hell are you? I'm really good, thanks a lot. Yeah, now that... Um, happy New Year. Oh, we're a little bit late for that, I think. Sorry, <laughs> but, uh, happy New Year. We're well into the year now. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the good thing about uh, this time of the year is that spring is on its way. And uh, yeah. I love spring and I love the lighter nights, uh, as I'm sure. Most it's, it's on its way, Rob. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about getting into uh, some new topics. I felt like, actually, you know what? I felt like I needed a little break from the podcast. Okay. Um, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed doing them, but I felt like I had to renew my own creative energies in these discussions, you know, yeah, I collect to, your own thoughts. I mean, yeah. we, tra- we, we 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 change our sort of we grow and we develop as actors and, and, and as artists, and so it's kind of, you know we 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 we, we uh, new things occur to us. Yeah, all the indeed. Time. And I yeah. think in, I, I needed a little bit of time just to um, sort of creatively breathe around acting and and bring something new to these podcasts. So anyway, I've done that, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad about that, Brian. Yeah, on, yeah. And um, and here we are yeah. now, Rob. Um, yeah. I've been doing a lot of research and reading. Um, I, you know, you know, the thing about acting is, it's you know, it's a, you could spend your whole life looking into acting, studying it, and trying to get your head around it. Mm. And you know, I'm continually looking at um, you know the different aspects of acting and, and working on acting. Me too. No, yeah, great. Um, so what I want to talk about is the art of living on stage ah. or on set. Now, what do I mean by that? And I know we're going to... Because we have had this discussion many, many times, many times um, not on, on not on the mic, but off of the mic. Yeah. And um, it's a really interesting discussion, I think, that we have. Um, we often butt heads over different... Act- we fundamentally agree on uh, lots of this, but we do disagree in... In, uh, in details. In, in Some details. details, yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway... Let's let, have a round let's have a Let's have a ruckus over... <laughs> okay, go on then. <laughs> ...living on stage. Bring it on. Yeah. Living so, truthfully, yeah. So, here's the thing is that I think that um, in order to create great art, and we have talked about great artists, um, not just acting, but obviously we've got people like Brando, we've got... Um, Caravaggio, you know, yeah, anyone. And we've got... Um, great painters and mm. writers and so on. We've talked about where does this come from and how does it happen. Um, specifically within acting, it's a, it's an interesting one because I think that the the challenge the actor has several challenges that I think other artists don't have. A lot of other artists don't have. Okay. Some do, some do, like singers um, and, and any, any performer in a way has similar challenges. But um, fundamentally, we're using ourselves. And when we're trying to create great acting, um, the the big issue is that we can't. You already have everything you need to act. Because, it's already there. Yeah, because no. I mean, I remember Brando talking about this as well and saying, "Look, you already you do what you do every day on a daily basis is acting. 
you basically, you know, you cover up your feelings at times. You say things that maybe you you don't fundamentally mean, but you do it to protect the feelings of other people. And he says, this is all acting. And also, also he says, you're acting out of your normal human reflexes. So in the same way that a, a child or even an animal just automatically does things, it doesn't need to think about acting in a certain way, it just automatically happens. You know, when you go out in everyday life, you don't think, oh, I'm going to react like this to this person, say this in this way. Yeah, children are brilliant actors. Children children will do it um, naturally. It will be real. It will be truthful. But in the stuff that Brando was talking about, uh, which he, uh, he was talking about lying, basically, um, you know, uh, oh, how do I look? Do I look? We're going out. How, how do I look? Oh, yeah, you look great. You mm. look great. When really you might be thinking the person looks like a pile of what's it? You know, but but you get yeah you look yeah. great. You're lying. That's acting. Of course it's acting. But mm. when a child acts, when a child is is engrossed in a in a game of the imagination, um, the child isn't lying. The child is telling the truth. But There's a slight difference. I, there. I think even before the child gets to the point of being able to speak, as you know, Rob. Um, you know, I've I've got a young a young daughter of eighteen months, and what's yeah. been really interesting is watching her develop. And she can't speak yet, you know. And um, she's you know, there's one or two words she's starting to grab onto. But what's really interesting up until this point is that you don't really need to teach her. Um, reflex behaviour. So if there's a noise in the room, or she wants to look at something, or she hears something, she'll you smile at her. Maybe, yeah. She'll she'll automatically react. Mm. So she doesn't need to be taught how to react. It's, mm. it's part of our human makeup. Exactly. Right? Now, when this happens in acting, though, um, the difference is that we've got an audience, and that changes the behaviour of the person, especially as an adult, because they know that they're going to say a line, they've got to react, they think they've got to react in a certain way. So it all becomes very much more um, intellectual and thought out rather than instinctive, rather than the way that we actually operate in, in real life. Yeah, so the secret then surely is to make it more instinctive and natural and the way we operate in real life instead of uh, imposing some clinical generated methodology onto it. And so, because then you're going to be restricted by the constraints of said methodology, whereas... If yeah. You, yeah, go on. I, I, yeah, because there's parts of that I agree with. The, the, the part that I disagree with is it depends on the mythology. Because if you've got a mythology that is restrictive in nature, you know, it's like, um, right, this is... We're going to go from, um, you know, looking at objectives to looking at this and looking at that, and it all becomes very cognitive, it all becomes very intellectual, then I think the actor gets caught up in their own, you know, workings of, of how each part, or like each... If, you, if you're thinking about juggling balls, it's like each part is a ball to juggle. And in the end, it becomes very difficult to think about how to, to do that. Um, actually, there's a, there's a story about the, one of the world's greatest jugglers who was asked, how do you, you know, what is it like to juggle balls? And he said, well, when you're juggling, he said, three to four balls, it's not that difficult. He says, you can cognitively think about where that ball's moving and where your, your hand's moving. He says, and you can think about it. He says, but once you get to uh, to five plus balls, he says, for example, once you get to ten balls, he says, you can't actually think about where the balls are moving. He says, it's instinctive, and the, your hands and everything and the whole thing just becomes one, and you're instinctively doing it. And and I think that is the difference between you know when we're dealing with technique and then forgetting technique or having a mythology that allows us to be free because. 
what I think happens. We should act in the same way then, shouldn't we? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We should act in the same way. Is that what you're saying? So we should we should act like the juggler with ten balls. You don't yeah. think about it. It's instinctive. That's right. That's right. And so and so what we have to consider then is where does that instinct come from? What is that instinct? Who is that instinctive? I, I think Person. it's natural. I think it's, it's it's God. You're you're born with it. Yeah. Um, I think the problem becomes that the certain conditioning as people grow up. Plus, when they get to become an actor, they have to go in front of an audience, and there, therefore that behaviour may become um, more thought out because they're thinking about the audience and not not screwing up. So. But, you know, we've talked before about the use of mythology and, and the use of technique. And I know you, you, you kind of believe... You're, you're funny, actually, that way, Rob, because you have done a lot of work on technique. You know, as in you you know a lot of but, but acting techniques and you've studied them. And you're not anti-technique. Nope. In any way. But you are... And I... You know, you are you hold on to this idea, and I agree with it to a large extent, which is that it's inherent in the human being... If they've got, you know, that, you know, artistic aspect to them. I just think that once you've found that which is inherent, once you've found how to um, how to engage with the instinct, then you don't need the methodologies, because the methodologies seek to teach you how to do that, and so if you can do that anyway, you don't need the methodologies. However, the methodologies are good tools. And so uh, you can, if you must, after you've found this magic inside yourself, you can still go and study the methodologies if you want to, um, and they will be useful, but you'll be studying them from a different standpoint. You'll be coming, you'll be approaching them from a, you, you'll, you'll be a different person approaching them. You've, you, you've set the bedrock of yourself on which to base your studies. Yeah. And unless you do that, then the methodologies can be just clinical. If you if if you don't sort out that aspect of yourself, who is going to receive this teaching? Yeah. You have to be ready to receive it. I agree. Yeah. That, that is really that is a great point because I think that is this per- because I think that it goes back to again is why does somebody become an actor? Because this can fundamentally affect how good they are and how they respond to the acting process. Because if somebody's coming into acting because they want to get more dates and they want to be famous and they want to just you know sort of do something they think is cool, then their their capacity is going to be very limited. You know they might get to the point where they can be effective to a certain point. They can maybe act at a scene that's not too bad, but they'll never be a great actor because they're not really interested in the acting process. I think that people that are really artistic um, and really interested in acting, they are, they allow themselves to go much further than that because they're not just interested in... The, the reason that they act is because they're fundamentally an artist. They want to express themselves at a deep level. Mm. Um, but, again, it, yeah, it's a funny... You know what? Acting's a funny profession, isn't it? Because I mean, there's all kinds of people come in here for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, I mean, the reason, the reason I, 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 I like acting or the reason I became an actor in the first place <clears throat> was because the writer... And people far too often underestimate the importance of the writer in the first place, the actual writer. Mm. But um, the reason I come into it is because the writer gives me an opportunity to explore aspects of myself that I wouldn't normally have an opportunity to explore. I wouldn't normally uh, open up that particular door in my emotional centre in my everyday life. But the writer allows me to do that. Thus, 
I it, 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 it's a journey of self-discovery in a sense. You see, so. that's because you're interested in that. And, I'm interested and I think, in self-discovery. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think that everybody comes into acting is, but they should be. You know, mm. and I think that if you are really wanting to be, if you're really interested in acting and what it has to offer, what it allows you to do, like mm. you've just described, mm. then fundamentally you're curious about humans, you're curious about yourself, you're curious about other people. Mm. And that means, yep. you know, that that's a different process from thinking of, of people that come exactly. into it and just exactly. think, I'm just going to... I mean, it's aspects of yourself because let's face it... Um, uh, as, as, as I've said to you many times before, and as you, I'm sure, agree with, that we can only ever be ourselves. We can't be anyone else. Everyone no. else is taken. So, <laughs> so, 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 so we can only ever be ourselves, which is why every part we ever do will be a self-portrait. Yeah. Um, it's, it, uh, there is no such a thing as the character. Well, and so, yeah. yeah. I, and the funny thing yeah. is, Rob, that some people, again, come into acting because yeah. they want to escape themselves. You know, they, they, don't, want, <laughs> well, they don't want to, be a, they want yeah. to be a character, somebody else, rather than being there's, themselves. There's, there's nowhere to hide. I know. Because the, the character yeah. can only be established through you and so well, the character is you yeah um, I, mean, I mean there is no such a thing as character there's a big let off guy isn't it anyone mm. listening that's that, that, that there is you don't have to do all that character work there is no such a thing as character it's just a case of knowing yourself yeah and, I, th- and, I still think you need to know who the character is because you but well yeah you, you're you're bringing those aspects of yourselves to character but i, I totally yeah. agree and also when an actor really understands that the character becomes bottomless and what i mean by that is that the, there's two consciousnesses I think that an actor works with when they when they work if they're working properly, mm-hmm. which is not just the character you know as in because what some people try to do is they think the character's separate from them and they they have their own thought process separate from you as a person. Well, they're wrong. Totally, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And um, but actually, you're you're coming into it as you the actor and also you're exploring this other person's psyche um of the character that the writer's developed but fundamentally this character is only going to be developed through you it's you um it's an aspect of you yeah if no if if, if it, so 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 um an aspiring actor or a student actor i should say not an aspiring a student actor might say but i'm not a serial killer i'm not how can I find a... I'm not a serial killer. I've never killed anyone. I'm not... A, hopefully you haven't. Anyway, I'm not mm. a serial killer. Um, but you do have... Whatever traits it is that makes a killer a killer, you as a human being have those same traits. Yeah. But it just doesn't manifest in killing in you. But mm. you have those same traits. Um, and those traits can be anything. Can be anything. Uh, love can make pers- a person a killer. Uh, mm. Hate can make person a killer. Confusion, mental illness, anything can make person a person a killer. And you have all of those things inside you, mm. or the potential of them are inside you. Yeah. And so uh, it's just a case of excavating into your own. And it's a brave thing to do because sometimes it can be um, uh, heavy, mm. <laughs> in inverted commas, heavy to do this. But it's a case of being brave and excavating underneath yourself and digging out the most um, suitable aspect of yourself that will fit whatever the character has written. Yeah. Hey, so, easy as that, you know? <laughs> Sounds easy, painful, Rob, <laughs> excavating under yourself. That's, yeah. that's tricky. Well, yeah. But you're right. I, I told, you know, there's... Um, it, yeah, it's, um, it, it's a funny thing because um, you, you've got to be recognize mm-hmm. that in order to reveal the character you've got to reveal you and when you have the other thing is that this idea of dropping character 
for actors is, can be very stressful. And I think that actually you what can... What in character? Well, the, people have... Sometimes people, actors, have the idea that they're, they're becoming this separate person. And the moment that they feel that they're not being them, whatever that means to that actor, you know, whatever state of mind that might mean, no. um, that they've stepped out of the thought processes of this other person, then they've stopped being the character and they've stopped effectively acting. But really what you have to realise is that that all of those thought processes, even if you're on stage, you have that moment of standing on stage going, I don't, you know, I'm not, I can't see, as we were talking about earlier on, Elsinore Castle, you know, I'm in this theatre with 30 30 people watching me or whatever, maybe in a fringe theatre or whatever, and you're going... Uh, yeah, that's the truth of the matter. You're in that's a little theatre. Yes. You're, you're not on the you're not on El, the, the ramparts of Elsinore Castle. You're in, you're in a little fringe theatre yeah. in South East London. So if that's so. A, that's the circumstance, yeah. you have yeah. to basically um, recognise, accept that, and actually go with the thought processes behind that, because it it doesn't necessarily mean that because you're not you know in Elsinore Castle that the acting stopped. It's still going on, and the audience still see the character. And the yeah. moment that you, you the actor panics and think, "Oh, I'm not in it," really, what they're saying is, "I'm not. I don't feel in myself." But you can't help but be in yourself. You can, you, you never in real life think, "Oh, I've stopped being me." You know, I've stopped living until well, I guess when you die that happens. But you know what I mean. Every day you don't go through it thinking, "Oh, I've dropped my character." You know, it's like it doesn't happen. So for an audience watching you on stage, it never happens either. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it, it 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 might well help the actor to um, to believe that they're this other person. It might it might well ha- help them, but I would suggest it's not helping. I would suggest mm. that you know. Well, I think initially, especially when you're starting out, it's like just forget the idea of character. It's like, can you just act like a normal human being, i.e., you? Can you just stand on stage and yeah. say words? I mean, just do that. Honestly, yeah. just one line, one one exchange yeah. can be the hardest thing initially because yeah. say it as if it's not like a line. Say if it's it's actually you saying it and, and that you're you're trying to have a normal human reflex or or question to this, and it's like that that is a challenge to begin with. And it's it's a challenge not only to begin with; it's a challenge. Constantly, constantly. <laughs> well, it is. It's a challenge constantly no, right, to, ju- yeah. to, to just be yourself. Mm, it's yeah. a challenge constantly. But there are ways of doing this, and there are ways of um, excavating, like I said before, or discovering that aspect of yourself that actually. And this is. Um, I mean, I'm not plugging my book, but this is what I'm writing my book about. There is. Oh, the, here we uh, go. Spoiler well, alert. Go on. Well, go, no, 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 <laughs> no. But, but okay. Well, so so forget that bit of it then. But 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 but, but there is an uh, an aspect of yourself. That, oh, tell us about it. That well, it's in in a couple of minutes we haven't got time. But 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 there, <laughs> but, but but there is an aspect of yourself that actually knows all of this. We talked about it. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we 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 touched on it briefly at the beginning of this podcast. There is an aspect of yourself that that actually knows all of this, and if you just trust it, engage with it. I say it. It's not an it. It's you. But, you know, if, if if this aspect of you, if you engage with it and you trust it and you let it run free, it will never, ever, I, this is a cast iron guarantee, it will never, ever let you down and it will be right every single solitary time. And, 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 and it will 
All you've got to do is trust it and just let it do the acting and get out of your own way. I totally agree with that. Mm. I think yeah. the challenge is is doing that, getting out of your own way. And because once you get the audience in, once mm. you've got certain circumstances that's what the actor is dealing with because i agree i think that inherently as a human being you have all of that but mm. it's the audience well, that's as soon as you start thing. thinking about getting out of your own way you're getting in your own exactly, way exactly yeah so so, yeah. so 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 it's a case of just not thinking about it not just trusting but that we need see, to, we need to talk see, about I what this thing is, and we need to talk about how you contact. See, this I thing. think this is where mythology does help, or technique does help, as mm. long as it's the right technique. As long as it's not about, mm. as long as it's about trying to access what you've we've just described there mm. about the idea of mm. letting the human um, operate as mm. normal. And the moment that you start getting too bogged down with, um, you know, different individual aspects. That's when it becomes cognitive. It's like the juggling Aspects act. of what? Of acting? Yeah. 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 Instead of, you know, like it's like going back to the juggler, mm. you know, three or four balls maybe. Mm. Oh, what's the needs of the character? What's the objective in this scene? Um, what, you know, how do they talk see, and walk? That, see, I, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm very aware of the time, but but because but, yeah. but, but, I'm looking at the clock here, by the way. You can't see the clock, obviously, when you're listening. But, mm. um, but, 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 you know... Perhaps talking about the archetypes is another is another podcast. But you yeah. but, but but you've got all the archetypes inside you. These are the, the these are the uh, what what Carl Jung, uh, the philosopher, called the aspects of your character. He called them the archetypes. So everyone has got the child inside them. Everyone has got the carer. Everyone has got the mother. Everyone has got the warrior. Everyone. Has, they're, 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 mm. There are twelve main archetypes. Yeah. And uh, and everyone has got these. But there is another one that is in the driving seat that drives all of these. Mm. The one that's in charge of all of them. Mm. That's the one you need to... I, I think that's the unconscious. Well... For me, anyway. Maybe. But, but, uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, another discussion for another day. Yeah. But no, I think that, that you know, just to, to finish that off, that idea is that, you know, going back to the juggling, it's really, you know, when you get to, to, to more than four balls or ten balls, it has to become an unconscious act. Um, I think it's the same when you learn anything is that there's a certain amount of taking knowledge in and then having to forget about it and let the unconscious deal with the process. But anyway, that's probably another discussion for another day. Which we will have. Yes. (laughs) All right, people, we're off to have some um, filtered water here um, and then we'll be back, um, um, yeah, with the next one soon, no doubt. Okay. Cheers. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.